Okay. I'm done. I'll go back. I'm no, sorry. not goodbye. Hello. Um. Hi. Hi, guys. Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to another episode. We are very excited for this one. We're always excited. I'm always, always excited. excited. Yes. And um, we have the same guest as last time. Mm-hmm. He's joining us again. I mean, like, it went so well that, like, we called she had. No, don't lie. Do <laughs> <laughs> we recording this on the same day? <laughs> But to Damn. those of you who didn't hear that episode, everyone say hi to Nante Telelo. Yes, please say hi. <laughs> She's hi, waving. <laughs> but yeah, it was the same day as the Boundaries podcast. Um, and right now, oh, I'm also with my co-host, one of my co-hosts for this podcast. Jared and Nikon. Jared name, Ashley Nikon. Amen. <laughs> so, yeah, we're gonna jump right straight into it. Mm. We are talking about finances. Finances. Mm, yeah. Money, cash, money. Oh, accident. Cash, money, dollar. Billionaire. Exactly. Mm. So, like, guys, in life you can have plans. You can ask God for mm. this, this, that, but. You need to know how to manage your finances. You need to know what to do, when to do what, how to do what, mm-hmm. in order for you to succeed. Imagine being blessed with something, but you don't know how to manage your mm-hmm. finances. Now, you can't do what God intended you to do with whatever you... You know, you must make things make sense. Yeah. So, today we're going to be talking about exactly that. Mm-hmm. And I hope everyone is excited. I'm excited. I'm excited, excited to learn. Because yeah. I'm still in my learning stage, and I feel like... Nandetelelo can give us wisdom. Mm. And learning stage. We're all, we're all, we're all okay. learning. Yeah. We're like, learning yeah. from each other. And, and that's the good thing about it. We learn from each other. Yeah. We grow yes. together. So I might be a bit more quiet this time around. But Sweet. yes, because we're all learning. Mm. We're yeah. all growing together. Mm. And yeah. Let's and that's the nice thing about this. There's no, well, there are wrong answers. But everyone's <laughs> yeah. opinion, yeah. you can learn something from everyone, no yeah. matter who it is. So Exactly. Mm. Let's jump straight into it and yeah. money. So I'm going to just pull out our plan real quick. Um, uh, also, how's everyone doing? Mm. Please do engage. Like, let us know like yeah, what, what you want. Mm. What, what do you want us to talk about? Mm-hmm. Um, and all that, so mm. like your opinions as well. Like, I wish like it could be. I would never do like a live thing. We did us. once. No, I know. I mean, like live, a live, with, filming. live yeah. with people. Like, Strangers. you know, that podcast and chill. The who does it? Yes. This other guy. I actually wanted to do that, guys. For our launch episode, we were supposed to film an episode with everyone. We we're supposed to have a launch party, but that didn't. I'm too shy for that. But you never know. Wherever the Holy Spirit Takes leads us, us. Mm. but yeah, gonna but like Vivi was saying, for now our DMs are open, and our email, so just yes, maybe we should put the email on yeah. Instagram mm. as well. Ooh. But yeah, the title, the official title for today is "Faithful Finances: Navigating Money Matters with God." So we hope that you guys are super excited. We're all here to learn. Did you come up with that title? I did. 
Wow. So I think what we just need to we need to explore because you know what I realize we've choose a lot of broad topics, hey? And we don't we need to like narrow it not narrow it down, but we need a starting point. Yeah. So you know that saying money is the root of all evil. I think that's a good place to start where we can just say, okay, that is a popular saying, money is the root of all evil. But you know, we don't just take anything at face value. We go a bit yeah. deeper. So what is the Bible's take on finances? First of all, managing it, is money evil? If my goal is to become rich, am I an evil person now? What's going on? All of the stuff. What does the Bible say about finances, about money? Well, I think, I think, not I think, I, not I should, it's fine. Um, like, I think, no, ugh, I'm not going to say I think anymore, sorry. People make money their ultimate goal, right? And that's wrong, because you're making it the throne of your heart, meaning it's taking God's place. That's when it becomes wrong. That then follow what follows is then greed. It's then mm-hmm. you doing things that, like another human being, be like, what the heck are you doing, mm-hmm. neighbor? You know, and now you're doing this in order for you to get the money that you want, and it's it's that's how it can become evil when you worship money, mm-hmm. and a lot of people do do that, and it's very unfortunate, it's very sad because a lot of other people do chase money because of how they want other people to perceive them. Mm. Um, there's just a lot that goes into it. And so I think my take on that, like obviously we need money to survive yeah. and to live in the world, you need, we need money. We can see how other people who don't have money live, right? Um, and then other people who have money live. Mm. But again, it goes with the thing of like, you can't buy happiness. I mean, you can argue with me and be like, I'll buy my favorite car and then I'll be happy. Mm. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> but like, when you chase money, you chase something that is meaningless. Yeah. In the sense that, what, obviously, it's going to do a lot for you, but all it's going to do is buy you materialistic things. Mm. Things that don't mean anything. Um, obviously, you can put money into good use, but I'm just talking about like, because you're speaking about like, the root of all evil mm. like all the people in power they corruption guys like there's a lot of things pe- the wars there's happening is because on. of greed people yeah. want resources so yeah. that they can make more money i can speak about this because i'm like yo, it's, it's way yeah. heavy mm. on my heart like i don't understand how human beings think no, exactly i can't comprehend Mm-mm. and i don't understand why for them it's so important to mm. be so wealthy yeah so they are past being rich past they have money but they, they have, have it. <laughs> but it's like you do so many bad things that's what it means yeah. the root of all evil um all the people drug dealers make they want to make money people mm. kidnapping other people they want to make money it's mm. yeah crazy mm. all bad things i think revolve around <laughs> money yeah just saying, I think so. Mm, and I think, well, Nante, you can share and then I'll share. <laughs> okay. Uh, just to add on that, um, what you just said, money is the root of evil or all evil. 
where is it like originally coming from i think it's also we people just say it mm. but yeah. they would have got it the love of money yeah oh so it's not like money yeah it says the love of money is the root of all evil mm. like money is neutral yeah yeah money is neutral it just reveals the condition of your heart mm. if you are greedy the thing is when you are poor and you are greedy we don't know but <laughs> <laughs> If you are rich so and you are greedy, you may we know. So it just expose the condition of your heart. Yes. It expo- I, I don't believe that people change when they when when they have money. They were, they've always been like that, and money gives them that platform to actually it expose them. It expose what is in your heart. So yes, the love of money it's a root of all evil. But yeah, mm. uh, has mentioned a lot of things that a lot of corruption, a lot of sin that comes from the love of money. Yeah, so I think also we just need to um, be aware, be aware of it, and also how people say it, because you will see it everywhere. Money is a root of evil. Money, yeah. but the scripture does not say like that. Mm-mm. It says the love, of the love of money. Mm, that's yeah. why I said like, if you make it the throne of your heart, like she says, yeah. like she said, yeah. she said like, you could be poor and greedy, but we don't know. But that's because it's in your heart. Yeah. You have like. All your goals in life is just money, money more, money, money, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So that's, it's very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think also, I know I asked the question, but the Bible even says in Ecclesiastes, because my aunt told me this and I'm like, nah, you're lying. Can never be. Mm-hmm. It, the Bible literally says that money is the solution for all problems. And context-wise, I'm just going to read the scripture and you guys can help me interpret. It says in Ecclesiastes 10 verse 19, the officials make a feast for enjoyment instead of preparing what is broken and serve wine to make life merry and money is the oh never mind what does it i does? just got context and money is the answer to everything what's the context and the context is just reading it let me read it out again then we can see let me read it out full so through laziness the ra- first 18 through laziness the rafters of state affairs decay and roof uh, decay and the roof sags and through idleness the roof of the house leaks the officials make a feast for everyone instead of repairing what is broken and serve wine to make life merry and money is the answer to everything so i think that literally just confirms what we just said it's what you what your intention behind money is if your intention behind money is to sort of it's i don't want to use south african politics as an example but the country is decaying it's falling apart it's called what is going on and then all we do is throw money around so the truth doesn't come out and I think that's what the scripture is essentially saying, that we want to sort of cover up things instead of fixing what's right, just with bribery, essentially. That's yeah. what it's saying. So, like, yeah, money easily becomes an idol, like mm. what you hear it said. There's also um, what you just read here. Um, there's a spirit of mammon. Yeah. Uh, Jesus says you cannot save uh, both God and, and mammon. Mm. Which a spirit of mammon is money is the answer for everything. Mm. We don't need God money is the answer for everything it's just like god <laughs> so that's the spirit of mammon and and also the word of god gives actually guidelines on how to actually submit your money to be mm. under the spirit of god and mm. not the spirit of mammon because from there like all evil <laughs> it can just um uh, come out from there mm-hmm. so we, we need to be aware on that also when money is an idol and it's a very personal and, and sensitive topic because mm. I mean, you can be saved and all of that, mm. but also in this area, you just have ignorance mm. in this area. 
and may not even take it very well. But yeah, the word of God is yeah is the is the truth that we reflect on is the blueprint. Yeah. So I think it's best that we also look at the word of God. What is the purpose for? Is how we're supposed to spend our finances? Mm. How we're supposed to handle money? Why do we tie? Why like Tying. all of those things? Because to, mm. yeah, because they work something out of us. They work yeah. a certain heart out of um out of our hearts. Mm. So yeah, I think I'm very happy. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. What's the spirit of Mormon? Like, cause I've heard it a bit before. It's Mammon yeah. Mormon. I can't remember, but what is it? Because like I remember hearing about it at my old church. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. That time I was not. I was in church. I was unsaved. <laughs> um. So yeah. I remember hearing about it, but like, what is it? Okay. So spirit of Mammon is, it comes from Babylon back in Babylon mm-hmm. when um. Like the only thing, the only purpose is just to be rich, to have money. Money is the answer for everything. Mm. So it became like a god that you do not need a living god. Like mm-hmm. money is everything. If you are rich, you are oh. wealthy. If you are wealthy, you have everything that you need. So like, oh, okay. it comes from there. So mm. most of the times, when we think of, you think of money as like a solution to each and every problem. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's like there's a solution for happiness, mm. solution for peace, mm. solution for what, but. Genuinely, it's not. So it's substituting God. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like substituting God because you can only get joy and peace in the presence of God. And it just, yeah, it's that figure that's like, when you have money, you'll be happy. When you have money, you have joy. You'll be joyous. Mm. When you have money, like your life is peaceful. You can do mm. anything and anything and, any, and whatever you like. Yeah. So yeah, it comes from the, the spirit of man. Okay. It's actually a substitute sense. of God. Yeah, with money. Um, and also, like, when you mentioned how, like, you can be saved and, like, remember when Jesus went to the temple or the synagogue, whatever, and they were, like, yeah. selling and trading. And, yeah. like, it's like, it's like, like she said, if you, yeah, like, you can be saved and also, like, you, you strive, I, they're telling you, like, you must strive for, you know, whatever, but then that can be clouded with that like money making money all the time being mm-hmm. successful being yada 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 yeah which um is wrong is wrong yeah. and and that's why jesus came and he's like yeah like <laughs> stop this nonsense uh, because we also need to be aware of those things and um because p- human beings are very ambitious well mm-hmm. most ambitious people and they strive for more and more and more um, when you are doing so, it's very important to also that thing of like th- our pastor speaking about like living in your grace and stuff. Yeah. A lot mm. of people get lost because they are striving for like to make money in life. To I mean, some other people come from uh, um, very poor backgrounds or anything, so obviously they want to make their lives better. Mm. So it's yeah. very easy, and also in that sense, to get sucked into the whole like. Yes, I'm saved, but then money, money, money. Uh, Okay, so can we discuss also more about stewardship? What is stewardship Mm. and how does it relate to finances Mm. and also God's provision as Mm. Christian? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Okay. When I think, I think I'm just going to tell you what I think because I don't know what the word, I don't know what the word stewardship means, but when I hear the word steward, I think it means like putting towards something like distributing your money somewhere or like distributing and sowing your money towards a purpose kind of a thing okay do correct me if i'm wrong fifi isn't it like 
don't know. I know what stewardship <laughs> means because I read we were reading a book. Yeah. That I forgot <laughs> what the other word for it was. Um, but I think isn't a steward like someone living for God? Of like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'll yeah, say I like so. it's a manager. More like yes, yeah. I wanted to say someone who's. It, that's the that's the actual like yeah. other <laughs> word for it. Um, basically, I think for me it's very important. Number one, to be aware of where you are in life, so that whatever you do, whatever ideas, whatever methods you implement in your life are ones that are fitting for your life so in like managing your finances in like what you do with your money and what you don't do with your money yeah um in in terms of finance the financial side of it, it's very important to know where you are and where you want to go as well mm-hmm. and so you can do things accordingly in order to achieve where or to get to where you want to be mm. I don't know yeah, if that answers yes I think I think it, it does um, okay my my take on it stewardship um, I would just describe it outside of finances and then I think I'll go to yeah. <laughs> finances yeah. uh, outside of finances it's like being a manager okay. you remember um, in that story when Jesus gave each and every person like their the talents, talents. Yeah, yeah some give five mm. ten they distributed unevenly yeah. And then, and then he went away, and then when he came back, others had more, others doubled their amount. So for me, that is just stewardship, that you are given something that does not belong to you, and you need to be faithful, and also there must be growth or fruitfulness. Yeah, it mustn't like remain the same, it must be better than what it was initially given. Yeah, Yeah. so that's what I have in mind up with regards to stewardship. So then when it comes to finances, um, when it comes to like also stewardship is that the money that you get, the income that you get, you, st- you first need to be aware that I'm a steward. It does not belong to me. Yeah. yeah, like it's God's provision. It's from mm. God. Everything, everything is from God. Yeah, from I think when you have that knowledge from the yeah. first place, even the intention, the planning, the budgeting, it becomes it easy, becomes yeah, yeah <laughs> it becomes is becomes like submitted to God as yeah. well. So yeah, that's how I can just relate stewardship and finances. Mm. That everything that we get, it's not from because he's the one who gives us the yeah, ability to create wealth. Yes. So yeah, just you know, after Lindy said that in the financial talk, I was yeah. like, my hands have the ability to make yeah, wealth. Yes. The way I started looking at everything differently mm. after just hearing, because I never read that scripture before ever in my life, and now every small yeah. thing I look at, I'm like, I can get wealthy. I can get wealthy. Yeah, I can get wealthy. Great. I think, uh, okay, now I think I, I understand it yeah. more. Like, even in life, it's it's very hard to understand why God made certain things the same. Like, why yeah. didn't God um, make my family rich and I was born with a silver spoon in my mouth? Why did God give one talent to one per- to a person but gave so many talents to another person? Mm. Yeah. But then when you come back, the other person that had a lot didn't do much, right? Yeah. No, the other one, no, that, the had one that had one yes. yeah. buried it and then just came back you know the same yeah. thing the one that had a lot did more and oh and it's like when other people be like yeah but like this person grew up with a grew up with 
so many opportunities mm. because they had money in their family and they still went ahead and became more and more rich then someone else can be like oh but like they used they had an advantage anyway yeah. type of vibe <laughs> so it's kind of like the same thing with us we are given talent we are placed given or birthed into a certain type of financial environment yeah. or financial circumstance whatever and what we do of it is up to us mm, and yeah. if we focus on oh we don't have much so yeah. I can't do much mm. then obviously you're not going to do much yeah. um, and so I think yeah oh that's, mm. that's but also cool. what um, because there are people who come from like disadvantaged backgrounds yeah. and who still like who still, still make it mm. who still rise yes. and become wealthy so yeah, it's a mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a mindset. That's one thing. It's a mindset, and it's very. Mm-hmm. It's a process to rewire. Yeah, which your is why mindset. Yeah, so re- renewing your mind and all of that. But also, the Bible gives us like guidelines mm. on such things. Yeah, it gives us. Yes. And what you said really stood out to me because once you start viewing it as, because in my head, Nick, so mm. I have, I got a job this year and I started working, thank God. And just, I was always like, okay, the tithe is God's, just the tithe, the rest is mine. Yeah. But now that you actually mentioned it, once you know that everything that God gave you is His, it becomes a lot easier to actually yeah. give more freely. Yes, where it's like, okay, yeah. yes, I, for example, let's say you make 500. Okay, mm-hmm. 50 is God's, no questions asked. But the, still, the 450 is still God's. He's just giving that to you. Yeah. Yeah. And because he's giving that to you, it's not a thing of, I need to hold on to it. It's like, okay, this is still God's money, even though the tithes is like God's also. Yeah. The 450 that's left is like still God's money. But, and when you realize it's God's money, it becomes easier to give. Yeah. Like, because you're not giving your own money. It's easy to exactly. give other people's money, you know? <laughs> exactly. Then you see the person at the robot, you give them money. You, you can steward it. You can give offering in church. You can give all of these things. And it becomes easier yes. because you realize, hey, it's not mine. It's I'm just mine. managing it. And I think also realizing that it's God's money will take it a lot more serious. Because a lot of us, we don't take our own stuff serious. Like, for example, my phone, mm. I'll drop it. I'll throw it. I'll kick it, whatever. I'm not ungrateful. Thank you so much for my phone, parents. But... <laughs> Because yeah. it's mine, versus how I would, if Rufula gives me a phone, I would carry it like with so much respect, so much like caution to make sure that I'm not damaging it, I'm not like, you know, breaking it or anything. Yeah. So then when you realize, okay, this is actually God's money, you would take that same care, you'd actually go the extra step to plan your finances, yeah. to budget, to do what you need to do <laughs> to make sure that you make the most out of that, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So I think mindset wise, yeah. it's a really big shift. Yeah, I think also when you're sharing that, I'm reminded of, there's another analogy uh, Robert Morris used. Uh, he, he wrote the book, The Blessed Life. Mm-hmm. So what he, he, he was doing, he gave someone like a um, $100, mm-hmm. and then he was just talking like he needs food, and then the person just gave $100 to him. Mm-hmm. And then people were shocked, oh, why are you so generous? Yeah. And he was like, no, it was my money, I gave it to him, so he's just returning it. So it wasn't a problem for that guy to return that money because it wasn't his from the first place. Mm. So when God is saying, like, hey, return to me the tithes and offerings, 
Like, yeah, sure. It belongs to you. Like, from the first place. Like, it's yours from the first place. return. Yeah, you return. Yes. <laughs> yeah, tithing, it's, yeah, it's God's land. You return it either. You steal it or you give it back. Like, yeah. There's no, it's not, it's not an offering. It's not a giving. Tithing. Mm. It's either you steal it or you return it. I never thought about it like Those that. Those are the two options. You don't give your tithe, you're stealing. You're stealing Yo. it. <laughs> I think that's why it's got said, why are you yeah. robbing me? Like, uh, why are you robbing me uh, with tithe and offering? Because, yeah, it doesn't belong to you. It belongs yeah. to God. Um, yeah, so, um, and also, they, like, even after a tithe, you're like, also, ask for God. God, this is your money. How can I use it? Mm. How can it be useful to me? And also, another thing, God is so loving. He won't, like, let you be, like, dry. But, okay, 100%, give it to the people there. Give it, and then you also don't have anything. Yeah. No, like, the of God also says, like, God will meet our needs and even more yeah. to share with others. Mm. So that is God's purpose for your needs to be met and also to share with others. Mm. So, like, when you're being mindful of, Okay, this is God's money, Lord. How do you want me to use it? It's also there in the Bible, yeah. in the scripture. Throughout the Bible, God mm. like talks about finances, how to actually handle our finances. The tithe is the Lord and then offering about yeah. that. And also, it's not that God wants our money. Yeah. The streets of heaven are made of gold. Yeah. God don't want to do Like it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't need on, your money. It doesn't need your money, but it's also an opportunity to bless you. Exactly. And also when you also are aware that it's God's money. It works out selfishness out of your heart. Exactly. Because you don't have that thing, it's mine. Mm. Yeah. You don't have mine in it, you know. Mm. It's like, actually, yeah, it's, it's, not <laughs> it's not mine. It's not mine. So when also um, you are giving to the church, you know, this is the body of Christ. Mm. I'm returning it to the owner. Like, yeah. the church is the is the bride of Christ. Mm. The, so it, it's something that belongs to God. Exactly. So I'm just returning it to, to God. Mm. And also another thing, I don't know whether... Maybe there are other people who are actually skeptical on actually giving to the church and I was stuff. Gonna because just church mention it. and all of that. But you cannot just hang your money and then throw it to God. Like, <laughs> yeah. Give the money, take your time. <laughs> like you, you, you can't <laughs> you can't do that. You can't put it here and, and hope and pray, Holy Spirit take this money. No, there's a direction. Give it to the storehouse. Yeah. The store, storehouse. The storehouse. So that there may be bread in my in, in house. In my heart. So mm. like so also that <laughs> it just <laughs> it's not an excuse. Yeah. It's not an excuse, but like find a church where you'll be planted. Exactly. Uh, like pray about it, but yeah. be planted in the church at the local church and then also yeah. tightly. Because mm. yeah, also yes, giving to the poor that is That's offering. offering. It's mm. not tithing. That's mm. offering. Different. Yeah, it's different. Um mm. yeah, so you cannot substitute oh no, I already involved in this and you're already giving okay yeah. that is offering good that's good but, but what tithe. about like tithing mm. like the tithing goes to the storehouse mm. yeah and i think something that's really important there is just we were talking about this Rifile, mm. and it's like you don't want to give to the church because you don't know what the church is doing with the money okay that's up to, mm. the, that's like, up to the church what yeah. the church does god honors your action yes yeah. They will be held accountable for their actions. Yeah. The leaders, the managers of the church will be held accountable for their actions. You are doing your part. God says, bring to my storehouse. You took it to the storehouse. Yeah. What happens after that? It's not your issue because exactly. also it's not your, it's that tithe is not yours <laughs> to begin with. So you can't yeah. be like, I can't put my money, it, I can't put my money in. It's not yours, man. Yeah. Yeah. And God is saying, take it to my house. You are saying, God, but at your house, they're doing it. It's not your issue. I said, take it to my house. Yeah. And yeah. also, 
I know it's gonna be a little bit of a rant, but why must the church be poor? Why must we be <laughs> having no water in the taps? <laughs> the electricity is not working. When yeah. the singers are singing, the mics are falling apart. The chairs you are sitting on, they are broken. Mm. It's God's house. We should be honored to actually give to God. Yeah. Because God has done, I, will al- I always say this, God has done so much for us. We could never do anything, like anything at all that could ever repay Him for what He has done for us. Yeah. Like Maverick City, uh, not Maverick City, <laughs> in the song, it yeah. says, what we give to God is reasonable service. Yeah. Why is it reasonable? Because it's, it's what it's it's reasonable when we say something's reasonable it's like oh that's reasonable meaning it's not cheap it's not expensive it's what's expected giving to god is our reasonable service because he's done so much for us we should be happy to give to god whenever we we and it also says god rewards a cheerful giver and the root word there or like the one of the punchlines is cheerful if you're there you're good don't give this i'm angry that i have to give my sides i'm <laughs> angry that i have to yeah. it's not honoring the principle of being cheerful and yeah. i think that's another principle you can give your tithes god will bless that but there's another blessing for being a cheerful giver wanting to bless god because man looks at the outward but god looks at the heart so god is looking at your heart when you're giving your tithes. He's looking at your heart when he's gi- when you're giving your offering and so, just going back to my point what happens in the church where the money is going it's mm-hmm. not your issue it yeah. really is not your issue and i think we really need to understand that yes i know some churches are busy doing sketch things i understand that but if your church is doing sketch things and you're aware of it you should move churches yeah, you should move yeah. churches if you're there happy and saying no i want to go to the church that's doing sketch things i just won't so oh okay <laughs> no, why are you going to that church yeah. if you understand that they're doing something that you don't agree with that's not biblical Find a church through the grace of God, through the wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy Spirit. Find a church that you're comfortable going to and so in that church. But what happens to the tithe after you give to God's house? Those people are held accountable. You're held accountable for giving to the church. What happens with the money at the church? Those people are held accountable for. And I think that's a principle a lot of us need to know because that's what's preventing a lot of people from actually sowing and tithing. So, yeah, I just spoke for a lot. <laughs> Sorry, but guys. Also uh, from the first place when you are concerned about what they will do, that means it's your money. Mm. Like it you have ownership. Yes, you have ownership mm. over it. And yeah, it's a, a big part of your life. Yeah, I know. Also, Jesus said, like, uh, where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. Yeah. There's a divine connection between your heart and your pocket or mm. your bank account. <laughs> it's a strange <laughs> vein. <laughs> Bad connection, honestly, between your heart and your bank account or your pockets. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why also when you put your money at church, your heart also follows that. Mm. Like when you put your money in a good place, your heart also follows that. Then yeah. Yeah. Also, when you look at people who trade, like they don't they don't care about stock, about changing those gloves, unless they put their money and they'll be on their phone. Yeah. Twenty four seven. So also that when you also put your money, God actually is after your heart. That's yeah. that's that principle mm. god is after your heart mm. and he knows if he gets your money gets your heart because that's where your treasure that. is oh, that's wow. where your heart will be also so like your yeah your world follows your heart yeah so yeah that's just one thing god is just after after your heart and putting him first mm. and then he he honors that yeah that's it like mm. yeah whether you give or you don't give if that church is built on god if 
yeah, if 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 the, the firm foundation is Christ, that church is gonna grow. Yeah, they're gonna flourish. Whether you keep your finances or not, yeah, you are just depriving yourself of mm. the opportunity. Imagine into the blessing. Mm. Like your twenty rand, your thousand rand, it won't do. Like <laughs> we will still have electricity. We will still yeah. have water. Like our pastor sometimes says, our pastor, our pastor is so uh, he doesn't sugarcoat. He's straightforward. He said, I almost said our church name. (laughs) (laughs) Our church was there before you came. It's gonna be here after you go. Literally. So maybe I can't speak for all churches, but from our experience, if God's hand is on the church, God's hand is on the church, whether you want to sow there or not. But God gives us the privilege. I think we need to understand this. Giving to God is a privilege because not everybody gets the opportunity to give to God. Like I remember a lot of people, like one of our leaders also testified that they literally said, God, expand my capacity to earn wealth so that I can give to you, so that I can give you more, so that I can increase more in giving to you. Because giving back to God is, guys, I can't stress this enough. It's a privilege. Think about what God has done for you. Those nails he took in his hands, those stripes he took on his back, that cross that he carried so far, guys. I I think a lot of us, because it happened 2,000 years ago, a lot of us have become desensitized <coughs> to what Jesus actually did. We've become desensitized to what the cross, what actually happened at the cross. Because we're like, oh yeah, he died for our sins. Do you know the death that Jesus died? Also, the mental trauma, like the night before Jesus died. Yo, guys, I'm going to go on a ten- off a tangent. Yeah. The night that Jesus died, it's a phenomenon called, I don't remember what it's called, but... It's a phenomenon where his blood turned to his sweat turned sweat, to blood. Yeah. It's because he was so dehydrated that he needed to sweat to cool himself down because he was so anxious, so like his body was under so much stress that he needed to sweat so that he could cool down because he was overheating. But he was so dehydrated that he didn't have enough water in his body, so his blood started coming out so that he could cool down. And I think we don't understand the gravity of what Jesus did on the cross. Mm. And besides the gravity, yeah. we don't understand. Guys, Jesus was fully human. A lot of people were like, oh, he didn't feel it, he's God. Ah! When he came here, he was fully human and fully God. And let alone the physical pain, the emotional trauma, Jesus went through it the night before he went to the cross, even while he was on the cross. He said, Father, if it's your will, take this cup from me. But then he thought of you, and he still went to the cross. And I'm going to start crying, but... (laughs) Because... It's like we don't understand the gravity of what he did for us and what he saved us from. And once you understand that, you realize that it's actually a privilege to sow into God's kingdom. You should be honored like, God, you gave me money. I want to give you everything. You know, we should be wanting and like we should be so excited to actually sow into God's kingdom. And I think it goes back to mindset. Until you truly know who God is, this sounds like altar call. Until you truly know who God is, yeah. and until you have a relationship with Him, and until your heart is in the right place, and you get out of your mind and into your heart, you won't. You'll find it very difficult to actually do what is required of you. And I say required because it's it should be a must. Because where your like you said, where your treasure is, your heart is there too. And I think also like if you're hesitant on like giving your money because people are gonna do like what. What, why do you go to church, number one? Why do you love God so much? What, why do you pick and choose what works for you in the Bible? Yeah. Um, it's, it's just crazy to me. It's not crazy. I understand why people say what they say. 
Um, and it's because there is a bad image around Christianity, and it's unfortunately because of people. Mm. Um, yeah. And it's very sad. And so I think what you need to do is to change your perspective, knowing that you live for God. And also when you tithe, you mustn't do it because you're expecting something in return. Yeah. Uh, you must do it with a, like willingly. Right, yeah. and you must not strive to be like rich and like with money wise, but like, mm-hmm. like in Proverbs eight eighteen it says, "With me are riches and honor, um, enduring wealth and prosperity. My fruit is better than fine gold. What I yield surpasses choice silver." <coughs> Sorry, mm-hmm. I walk in the way of righteousness along the path of justice bestowing a rich inheritance very rich mm-hmm. in inheritance those inheritance that i mentioned in the roman romans mm-hmm. or ephesians it's in ephesians oh, wait what <laughs> between the two mm-hmm. it's in ephesians yes the inheritance and who we were before mm-hmm. anyway and then uh bestowing a rich inheritance on those who love me and making their tre- treasuries yeah treasuries full um, and also the thing of like if you as a John ten ten, like if you like don't live with God basically it says the thief comes to steal I come to you can have a life and have it to the full. Um a lot of people always say like, Oh, if only I had money. Mm. Why don't you change it to if only I had God? You don't know what God mm. can do for you in yeah, your life. Yeah. You know? And money shouldn't be your ultimate goal in life mm. or else you will struggle. Like, list, you can, it can be your goal and you will reach it and you will have so much money. But best believe, either you're going to be hit by loneliness, depression, or something. I'm not saying that's going to happen. Mm. But I'm just saying there are going to be other as- aspects in your life yeah. where you're lacking. Whereas, had you had God, and God changes us, like your desires, yeah. like how you feel. Maybe you, maybe, yeah, you were like, you were living for money and to make money and stuff and you were just scared of how your life will look like if you don't have money but then if we live with god god changes that he takes that fear because that's fear mm. yeah he takes that fear away and even if you had you were living an okay life you would be so happy like not happy you'd have joy you mm. know and it's crazy how the more you lean into god the more he changes your thoughts and he renews your thoughts you know and you understand him more and you do things willingly and so you forcing yourself to to tithe i mean yes we need to tithe but also it must come you must give it because willingly we like every month i have to tithe every month i have to do this but do it with an open heart not a heavy heart Mm. (laughs) and i think just one more thing not I think I know <laughs> and, yes. and one more thing is just we need to have that that principle in everything we do for God because I know a lot of people who started serving at church a lot of people who started doing stuff just because they want something back and I'm yeah. like you can't manipulate God one thing you'll God. find out is God is not manipulated like in your in in your mind you're like i'm serving because i want to get closer to god but in your heart it's like i'm serving because i need this 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 and this from god god knows your heart above all things and if you want to serve him 
in whatever way you need to serve him because it's something you want to do we have to seek god's face and not just his hands we can be our pastor says gimme gimme jimmy i don't know yeah <laughs> gimme gimme <laughs> gimme gimme or something like that our yes. pastor makes a lot of jokes but yeah we can't serve god just to get something out of it and that service is every aspect which you have you serving god with your finances you serving him by serving in a ministry at church you serving him by preaching to the poor go serve you guys yeah go serve in your local house <laughs> and yes. an involved yeah. member never yeah, reaches spiritual maturity if you know who said that you know which church we go to <laughs> no. uh, but <laughs> yeah yeah okay also when it comes to finances um also i was uh, i think i went through that stage of my life and i was like lord can i have like some sort of income because i just want to i just want to honor you with this mm. 10% i want to honor you tithe mm. and and offer it and god god one thing about god he's is <laughs> mm. his his faithful mm. and god did that and i like i, I remain faithful on that and actually recognizing him and the more the more like i'll tithe and give i'll have more opportunity to actually mm. get income yeah. i've seen it like like with like it's like a blessing that is flowing yeah. and also another thing one thing that I've seen about giving and tithing most of the time, like for me, when you tithe, you okay, it's an opportunity for your for your whole money to be blessed. Like you give the ten percent, and then the whole ninety percent is blessed. One thing that I've noticed that more usually when I tithe, okay, I I'm tithe, yeah, I'm tithe, I'm a tither. I tithe mm-hmm. most of my life, and then you even the the following month you will still have money. Yeah, like it's just it's a spontaneous blessing that you are you are secured like mm. there's no anxiety of okay when will i get another mm. one like there's no anxiety whatsoever but also one thing that we need to just clarify god wants us to have finances yeah mm. god wants us to have money god wants our needs to be met yes. but god is against you making money the source money yeah. is a resource god is the source mm. so we just need to like adjust that is a quote <laughs> i am putting it everywhere <laughs> We need to adjust that money is for a need. It's a need. It's for our needs to cover mm. our needs, mm. and it's not the source. Yeah, it's not the source of life. God is the source of life. So when we adjust that and we actually arrange our priorities and put God first, mm. God is first, but in the universe. Yeah, and then you have to put God first in your life, mm. in your finances, where in your time, like your time, your talent, your treasure. That's when you when you put God first. That's when you see like the hand of God and the blessing mm. of God over your life. Yeah, I think I diverted, but mm. what I wanted to say <laughs> is that uh, okay for firstly for people who actually do not have any income to actually give to like to to return the tithe and offering, mm. you can ask God. Yeah, He's faithful. Like you can ask God, Lord, I just need to have like a source of income. Like also be open to listen to the Holy Spirit because mm. a source of income is not only getting a job, but sometimes it's just like being creative. Because mm. like, you have yeah, you starting hey. a business, you have like. Yeah, yeah, being like creative. Yes, you yeah. having like sometimes you will just be praying and you have uh, an idea, idea to mm. make money. Just act on it, like yeah. act on it with faith and recognize God constantly. Mm. Like recognize, recognize and God. honor God. That Lord, this is from you. I thank you for it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, another second thing is that most of the time, as believers, you know about tithing, but your finances are so in disorder that you cannot. Okay. You cannot tithe or give offerings mm. and the more you cannot also your finances are going yeah 
yeah the grass is going down <laughs> so also i think also that's where i would like us to also share on that how can we put our finances in order mm. so that we we fa- we have been we become faithful with uh tithing and mm. also giving because yeah. yeah when you tithe we're returning but yeah. like giving is that's where over and above. yeah it's over and above and that's when like we see multiplication and mm. growth within our finances mm. like when you tithe is a potential for growth but when you yeah. offering mm. it's like a seed if i give you an apple you don't eat the whole day mm. you eat the apple you take the seeds you plant so that you receive more yeah. apples like that mm. so it's like a spontaneous process like that tithe is rent rent for the field and then offering is the seed yes <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly so um yeah so i think we have to start there as mm. students as if you're yeah. young young adults or whatever like on how to actually put your things in order mm. one thing about god god is not a god of disorder yeah, guys never. Like, even for i think it's a uh, genesis chapter two i forgot the verse maybe it's verse five yeah. when it says god did not allow rain and because there was no man to cultivate the ground yeah. so if there was rain there will be growth on earth but that growth won't be maintained or yeah. there's no management mm. so god did not allow like growth to okay before mm. he created adam but okay i'll create yeah. adam to cultivate the ground to manage the ground mm. and then the rain will come and there'll mm. be growth so god will not allow like things to just grow without mm. order like once there's disorder mm. you know we you are stagnant you're going backwards or yeah. you're staying in the same area but once there's order and then you know that okay we're moving forward yeah so i think we also need to put that order in our finances like planning yeah. budgeting also budgeting to give yeah like i learned that principle and it's so like it's so amazing it just makes life it's so, so much easy. easier <laughs> it just makes life so much And that's where we're going to wrap up today's episode of Set Apart the Podcast. We hope that you really enjoyed this episode and that we were able to sort of enlighten you on how to steward your finances and manage it more um, efficiently. And if you want to know more about budgeting, like Nonte was just saying, be sure to check out our next episode. It should be up in the next two weeks. If you haven't noticed our schedule just yet, we post twice a month. Um, So make sure you're on the lookout for our new episodes. We're really excited for the new year. And I don't think we've wished you, but everyone, Happy New Year. We're really excited for 2024. And this podcast would not be possible without you. So as usual, we're a community. We get to learn and grow with you. So if you have any feedback, if you need prayer for anything, if you just want to chat and maybe hang out, our DMs are always open. We also have an email, which I will link in the bio. But yeah, that's it for today. And we really hope you enjoyed it. So see you guys next time.